Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. It's me, Rich Clark. I'm here with Dr. Mark Daniels. We are sitting down to do a load of questions. Thank you for sending all these questions in. How are you, Mark? I'm good. I'm good. Anything new with you, Rich? Um, no, it's all ticking over. All right, mate. I've just come back from picking up a bit of Lego for my son off uh, 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 some random person. I'm buying Lego off people at the moment. <laughs> So that's my little weird bit of news, but yeah, it's all going all right. This, the feedback we've had for the change in the recording setup has been great, Mark. So, you know, we, we're trying to, to sort of improve. Sure. Never, you know, kind of saying that we're professionals and we might not never get to the kind of point where we're like we're studio recording, but it is improving and people have, have really appreciated that. So that's great. So if anybody does have any feedback, because in fairness, it, we had a good... 12, 15 episodes before anybody mentioned that. So please, everybody, if there's anything else you want to mention or whatever, just let us know. Feedback is good. People who feedback care. So I'll just leave that one out there. But yeah, we've got some questions, Mark, and um, we can get cracking. Sure. Okay, here we go. First question of Adrian Bennett. Hi, Rich. It's Aid Bennett. I was with you last year for conditioning and nutrition. I've just run Brighton Marathon with a mate who has Crohn's disease. Each marathon we've run, he's bonked at around 18 to 20 miles. Bonk means just, you know, blown up and, you know, lost all his, his energy. Yet he has done more focused training than me. <clears throat> I tend to use the congruative method you advised, but he focuses solely on running. He can't seem to get enough carb loading done as his stomach can't take the volume of food. Any ideas on how to load up with glycogen for him? So I came back with another question then um, for Adrian. And I asked him which carbs was he trying. And he said that he's only you know, eating things like bread, chips, potatoes, a little bit of veg. Because everything else seems to go straight through him. He has lots of chicken and salads. Um, and he's in good shape. He's fast and he's a good runner. But he just, as you see you know, loses all his energy after that 18 to 20 miles. So then I asked the last question, and this is what it goes like, guys. So sometimes the more detail, as we've already asked with your questions, is great. But sometimes i got to ask a few more questions. I go back and forth. Um, I asked, did he, does he fuel during the race? And then the next answer was, yeah, he does try. He took two gels at the Brighton Marathon. Um, da -da -da -da. And yeah, that's that's pretty much what he'd done. So, Mark, Crohn's disease, you want to tell everybody what uh, that's... Yeah, Crohn's disease, I, I like the spelling you did. He's yeah, K, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's not spelled like that. No, but it no, like yeah, yeah. I, mean, we, I, I got the gist of it. Basically, Crohn's disease is an autoimmune inflammatory disease, quite a nasty illness. Basically, you, you cannot absorb certain foods, you struggle with uh, your digestion. I mean, I looked at this, and one thing just sort of stood out for me. He's eating bread, and I mean, my my opinion on bread when it comes to Crohn's and osteoclasts, which is very similar, is don't touch it with a barge pole because they, they inflame the gut. Yeah. So I would certainly say to him, get off the bread. All right, the rest of it I'm not too bad worried about, but certainly keep off the bread. And as far as the um, two gels, is never going to keep you going during your mouth. It doesn't matter whether you got Crohn's or not. I would have thought. It's just not going to keep you. You've only got enough glycogen for about 
40 minutes of exercise. So um... Um, it's a bit longer than that, but you, you're, you're, you're right on the money there, Mark. That's exa- yeah. exactly what, what, why I asked the other question, really, because you, the, the whole historical kind of approach was you load up and they'd have pasta parties and all this sort of stuff. Well, that now has kind of been disproved and there's only an optimum or a certain amount of, of kind of glucose that your liver and your muscles can hold. And once you overrun that, you're just eating carbs for the sake of eating carbs. So he is probably getting enough pre-race, um, you know, in, in all fairness. And if you're not, try things. Um, I know somebody else who has done well on rice pudding, um, creamed rice pudding for some reason. You've got to try these things. I don't say I'd recommend it, but that's what somebody I know has actually had results with. And plus honey. Uh, honey is uh, really good uh, to try. So I try those as a pre-race, but the key is, as you say, Mark, the muscle stores are only going to last about one fifteen to 1 hour 30 maximum. He's probably getting to that point. His 18 to 20 miles is probably, in, he's probably doing that in about two hours-ish. So I'm thinking that that's why, you know, as you say, he's just going into the black, really, isn't he? And he he has no carbohydrates left in his system. So, yeah, you've got to start to find something, buddy, that you can consume during races because that is is the key to you uh, reaching your your race potential. He's probably... I suppose, I mean, I said 40 minutes, I suppose I'm thinking high-intensity exercise. Yeah, yes. Like, a lot quicker in, with high-intensity than you do with a marathon, don't you? Yes, yes, that's right, yeah. So he um, is, you know, he's obviously a bit of an athlete and he's probably doing great over half marathons, but it's just, you know, he needs to get the fuel enduring uh, sorted out. So, um, you know, keep us posted. It's interesting one, that. Um, okay, what have we got here now? Next question. Hi, Richard Mark. Can I have salt on my food if I'm trying to lose weight? I crave salt all the time, but I try not to have any because I know it's bad. Thanks. Uh, who is this off? Uh, Rosie. Great. Mark, do you want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah great. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I have this thing about salt. We need salt. I mean, everyone needs salt. I mean, you have to have salt in your system. The only time you don't want salt is if you've got kidney problems or if you've got really high blood pressure and even with high blood pressure you can have some salt the problem we have is our diet is full of processed food which is full of salt yeah hidden so salt if, yeah. if she's cooking her own food not using processed food put the salt on there's no problem with that at all if mm. she's healthy yeah. it's if she's eating loads of processed food you know yeah i mean a packet of crisps if it's already a crisp is a is a third of your daily requirement for salt mm. so i mean I mean, putting some salt on your on your on your food. If you're cooking your own food, you can basically a teaspoon of salt a day is about right. So you can certainly have a teaspoon. And if you're eating, you know, food you've cooked yourself, it won't have much salt content. So you can put that teaspoon on over the day. People are always amazed when I say a teaspoon because that's you know for people who are afraid of salt that's a lot of salt yeah, and, yeah. and it, you won't, you know if you take a pinch of of salt that's it's hardly anything really and it you know it covers all your food. So yeah, teaspoon a day. And especially, um, some she says she craves salt. So to me, you know, you've got to listen to your body. And, and the, the key as well is a lot of the time, Mark, especially down here in South Wales, the actual salt people are having is table salt. That is that is not salt. That is 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 a mixture 
of, of lots of things, but uh, there's only a, a small amount of salt in it. So you need to get a really good quality salt. And I get mine online from a site called Goodness Direct. It's about 70p for 500 grams. So it's as cheap, if not cheaper than table salt. I buy it in like a box at a time with six packets and I just put it in the back of the cupboard and, and that's uh, all, all done and dusted. And it's from, where's that place they float and stuff, the Black Sea? No, it's the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea, there we go, thank you. The Dead Sea, so that's where it's from in Israel, is it? Uh, it's, I think it's, oh, that's not going to drop a few less. It's somewhere in, in the Middle East. Yeah, I think it's Israel it's between, or whatever. It's, 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 between, it's between the um, Indian Ocean and the Mediterranean, anyway. Yeah, so, so anyway, there's some good salt online. You can get that and, um, you know, make sure you have uh, have salt. Yeah, both me and Mark have salt. Great. Yeah. Um, next question. Okay. Dear Rich. I have recently been diagnosed with high blood pressure after being on the monitor thingy. Um, he probably means the 24-hour monitoring. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and also, I was put on the tab on tablets to bring it under control, uh, beta blockers. The doctor said it was okay to exercise, so I started to go for a jog a few nights a week after work. The trouble is, I find the first 10 or 15 minutes that I'm totally unfit and can't hardly manage a brisk walk. After that, it does get a bit easier. Not much, mind you. How can I build my running fitness up quickly? Thanks, John. We kind of so had a similar one to this one. about the, the, the drug? Yeah, go for it. Because beta blockers nowadays are third line. They, 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 they're very good drugs, and they do control blood pressure, but they, they tend to be third line. Unless you're, you're a black person, they're third line. So... I, I would be tempted not to, to go back to your doctor and say, is there anything else I could take? Because beta blockers are going to limit him slightly. Yeah. That's the only thing I would say. They're not They're not really the first-line drug for, for hypertension these days. No. Um, I have... Um, well, the main thing I would say that, that he needs to have a warm-up before he starts. So if he's leaving the house, first of all, he wouldn't do running, really, probably. <laughs> But if you are doing running and that's your thing and that's what you enjoy to do, then good luck. Don't do too much of it. But warm up because the the medication, I think Mark, you'll tell me, but they delay the, the vasodilation of the heart. Um, so yeah, they, you they don't they get... Your you, ability to speed your heart up, basically. So it's it usually with those patients, when we'd have them in, in cardiac rehab, we would have what's called a prolonged warm-up. So yeah. it would be 12 to 15-minute warm-up just to make sure that the, the valves in the heart had opened up fully. So that possibly is why you're struggling for the first part. Also, I will say, the first part of any session is usually the part when you are most out of breath. But try a, a nice walk, slow walk first, and just get yourself going and then see see how that uh, does. So um, And, you know, don't try to push it quickly either. Uh, would be my advice that wouldn't be a good idea really just take your time be consistent even if you go twice a week but you go forever that's good okay right next question hi rich and dr mark i have been training for the marathon using a heart rate monitor I thought I should take things a bit more serious if I was doing such a distance. So this has just gone, obviously, I've had this question. And so uh, the trouble is, I find that although I'm at the correct heart rate zone, um, it seems very easy. And at times, 
not what they used to be before, and my or my times are not what they used to be before. I thought the heart rate training was meant to be the bollocks, sorry, but it's making me slower, not faster. Any advice? Uh, I can go down this one, Mark. Um, God yes. It's uh, heart rate training. That I th- I'm pr- I'm reading between the lines. I think he would have used a formula which is called two twenty minus your age. If you use that formula and you're you're even half fit, it's going to potentially get your zones all wrong. So there's a couple of things you can do. You can do a, a max test. So you've obviously got to know if you're right for a max test, if, if you're capable of doing that sort of thing. And then record what your maximal heart rate was over a max test. You can look at things like a 12-minute, Cooper's 12-minute run, if you kind of have a look at that you can see it's a progressive 12 minute run as far as you can in 12 minutes and trying to get your heart rate up the size so then you'd work your percentages off that but i think i probably ditched sorry you've probably bought the heart rate monitor and stuff now but i'd probably ditch it i'd probably go back to using your perceived exertion like you were before so before you kind of started using the heart rate monitor you just run into your you know how you kind of felt i would recommend you go back to that um it's definitely because it's or or figure out your heart rate zones and maybe use the heart rate monitor for your interval training instead um so yeah what would you say mark if somebody asked you that sort of stuff you tend to bugger off probably would you <laughs> i i would tell if they were young and fit i would tell them to get just do it do exactly what you said. See how how they do a max effort, and then dial it in from there. Because I, I did a heart rate monitor for a while. It was too easy. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, it just it, it also it inhibits you trying harder. You know, you can go into that sort of fat burn zone or whatever it's called. Yeah. And it just it just seems too easy. So I I, I I'm a very you know, big advocate for high intensity, and I just I think heart rate monitors are a bit sort of mm. weak. Yeah. Yeah, for that sort of training, they are, you know, and um, it's, you know, it's, 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 as you say, it's the formula which is, is used, which really sets up the percentages as, you know, 60, 80, whatever it is. That's where it all goes wrong. And um, yeah, just work to six, six or eight out of 10 on your yeah. perception. Sorry. Not being able to speak, not being able to talk in full sentences is the way you should be training, I think. Yeah, that's always a good, uh, as you say, indicator. But for uh, marathon running, obviously, um, this guy would be, because it's marathon running, he's probably looking to, you know, be cute about it and stay in, you know, the optimal kind of heart rate. So, yeah, I I just run to to my perception and and stuff. So, cool. Good luck. Uh, That's for Steve, that was. So, there we go. One, two. Two, three, four questions. There we go. So that's uh, four questions per episode we're doing. So depending on how long they take, great. Obviously, we're getting better at this, Mark, because I was a bit faster. That was smooth now, weren't we? Yeah, something like that, mate, something like that. Cool. All righty, cool. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for your continued support. Please keep sending your questions. I know I say this every time, but I'm probably going to keep saying it. Send the questions. We're here to help. And uh, we're all here to learn together. So great. Um, It's bye from me. And bye from me.